This video was brought to you by Brilliant. Today, China's defense minister visits Moscow. North Korea claims a US soldier fled to the country because of racism. EU observers come under fire on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. Germany unveils its plans to liberalize cannabis laws. And Ukrainian prisoners of war say they were subject to torture by Russia. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 16th of August 2023. At a security conference in Moscow, China's defense minister Li Shangfu has warned against playing with fire over Taiwan in what's been described as a veiled jab at the United States. He went on to say that any attempts to use Taiwan to contain China would surely end in failure. It's the second time that Li has visited Russia since he became defense minister earlier this year. And this week's conference features defense and security officials from more than 20 so-called friendly states, such as China, Belarus, Iran and Myanmar, according to CNN. At the conference, Russian President Vladimir Putin, in a pre-recorded video message, said the US was adding fuel to the fire on global conflicts like the war in Ukraine. The Chinese military, meanwhile, is a firm force in maintaining world peace, according to Li Shangfu, who added that China's Xi Jinping was seeking to stabilize global security in a world of chaos. Li's visit to Moscow comes just days after Taiwan's vice president, William Lai, visited the US as a stopover on his way to Paraguay for the presidential inauguration, as Paraguay is one of the few remaining countries to formally recognize Taiwan rather than the People's Republic of China. Despite the trip angering China, Taiwan's defense ministry said that as of yet, they had not seen any relatively large-scale drills or actions by the Chinese military in response. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In the latest update in the story of Travis King, the US soldier who crossed into North Korea last month, it's been reported this morning by the North Korean news agency KCNA that King entered their territory because of inhumane maltreatment and racial discrimination. The agency added that King attempted to cross illegally to the North in order to seek refuge. It's been interpreted that the fact that the North has specified that he crossed illegally demonstrates that the North is not planning on having him stay, even if he did want to. Christopher Green, a senior consultant at the international crisis group Think Tank, said, This is not surprising. He would lose all his political value if that were the case. Right now, though, King's fate is unknown. KCNA have not said whether he would face prosecution or punishment, and they've not commented on his current condition or whereabouts. Before crossing the border, Private King served two months' detention in South Korea for assault charges. He was released on July the 10th. Elsewhere, European Union observers in Armenia say that they came under fire along the volatile border with Azerbaijan on Tuesday amid heightened tensions. The Armenian military first put out a statement saying that Azerbaijani discharged fire targeted the EU observers. The EU mission initially denied this and branded Armenia's claim as false. However, it later put out a statement confirming that the EU patrol had been present to the shooting incident in our area of responsibility. Azerbaijan denies that its troops fired on any observers, saying that the claims do not correspond to reality, and added that because EU observers share details of their patrols, then it's theoretically and practically impossible for such a situation to occur. 
The EU began a border monitoring mission in Armenia earlier this year, following two days of clashes in September 2022 that saw Azerbaijani forces capture several strategic positions inside Armenian territory. Tensions between the two countries, who fought a full-on war in 2020, continue to be considerably high. Armenia has for months now accused Azerbaijan of engineering a humanitarian crisis by blocking the Lachin Corridor, which is the only road linking Armenia with Nagorno-Karabakh, an Armenian-populated breakaway region of Azerbaijan. Russia, the US and others have called on Azerbaijan to restore free transit along the corridor. Before we get to Germany's cannabis plans, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, we debate when the UK will hold its next general election. That's exclusively on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. The German government has this morning unveiled its draft legislation to liberalise the country's rules on cannabis. The government is expected to give the bill its backing, which will be the first part of its two-part plan. As part of this plan, people will be allowed up to 25 grams of cannabis for recreational purposes, and individuals will be allowed to grow up to three plants of their own. Germans who are 18 or older would be allowed to join a non-profit cannabis club, each with a maximum of 500 members. These clubs would be allowed to grow cannabis, but only for their members' consumption. Additionally, individuals would be allowed to buy up to 25 grams per day or up to 50 grams a month, although this would be limited to 30 grams for under-21s. German Health Minister Karl Lauterbach said of this plan, We are not creating a problem, we are trying to solve a problem. Some groups have already expressed their dismay in the plan, with an organisation representing German judges saying it's likely to increase the burden on the judicial system. Even those in favour of legislation are claiming that the plan is a much too tight regulatory corset, which simply makes it impossible for many, many cannabis clubs to work. Today, former Ukrainian captives have said on the record that they were subjected to torture while in custody at a detention facility in southwestern Russia. A dozen ex-prisoners of war claim that they received both physical and psychological abuse at the hands of the Russian officers and guards at a pre-trial facility in the city of Taganrog. It's been claimed that men and women are repeatedly beaten and given electric shocks in daily inspections and interrogations. Additionally, Russian guards regularly threaten and intimidate detainees. This was partly used to get false confessions out of them, which was then used against them in trials. And lastly, it was alleged that captives have been left undernourished and not given proper medical attention. This has led to further claims of detainees dying at the facility. These allegations were made to the BBC, although they've not been independently verified. For their part, the Russian government has not allowed any outside bodies to visit the facility. This includes members of the UN and the Red Cross. The Russian government also refused to comment on the accusations, despite previously denying torturing and mistreating captives. In some positive news, health officials in Australia have virtually eliminated the transmission of HIV in inner Sydney, a former AIDS hotspot. Diagnoses of HIV in inner Sydney plummeted 88% from the 2008 to 2012 average to just 11 cases last year. There's also been a fall in the state of New South Wales and Australia as a whole, though the situation in Sydney has been described as extraordinary. Sadly, more than half a million people died from HIV-related causes in 2022, with parts of Africa the worst affected. 
However, the data from Australia adds to the evidence that properly implemented prevention strategies are highly effective, and that if trends continue, several countries in several global regions will reach the UN goal of a 90% HIV incident reduction by 2030. As you likely already know, TLDR is all about independent journalism and using facts and data to back up our reporting. We truly believe in the importance of this, and hopefully you do too. As such, we're brushing up on our data and analysis skills to make ourselves better reporters, and we're doing that on Brilliant. They're the STEM learning platform full of all kinds of courses, which can help with improving your career and understanding of the world. For instance, their hypothesis testing course allows us to better analyse claims and test our own assumptions and theories. Or the predicting with probability course helped us better understand projections and forecasts, allowing us to better understand when there's something weird going on with official projects. It's not just statistics though, the interactive and engaging courses over at Brilliant can take you through all kinds of important topics, from the worlds of maths, data science and computer science. Brilliant have been a long-term supporter of the channel, so if you've ever considered checking it out, we'd really appreciate it if you used our link. That way they'll continue to support us, and perhaps more importantly for you, the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Thanks for watching, and thanks to Brilliant for supporting TLDR.